sermon today. Now, we don't start or end a sermon series today, but what we do want to do, what I was thinking about is continuing on what happened on the same day that we ended last week. If you recall, we talked about Mary's resurrection story, how she was grieving, and on that Sunday morning, she went to the tomb where Jesus' body lay, and then she saw the stone rolled away. She went back and she found Peter and she found John and she told them, they have taken the Lord and we don't know where they have put him. Those two individuals ran back to the tomb and they saw and then they believed and then went back home. But Mary remained there, she continued grieving where she at one point thought that the person that was there with her was the gardener, but it was Jesus when he called out her name, Mary. And she was filled with excitement and joy. And he says, go and tell my brothers that I'm going to my father and your father and my God and your God. And she went back to them and says, I have seen the Lord and told them what Jesus had told her. And so this is where we find ourselves. So we don't want to end there from last weekend, but we want to see what happened the rest of that day. And I'm going to invite you to please open up your Bibles to the book of John in chapter 20. Well, I'll be reading verse 19 through 31, but I'll be stopping intermittently so I can share a few words. Again, this is the same day on Sunday morning, Mary, and then right here on verse 19. That Sunday evening... The disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, can you say that congregation? Say it again. Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Let me pause for a word. The first point I want to share with you is that you have to understand that when Jesus shows up somewhere, something is going to happen. He did not disappoint when he After being resurrected, he shared his word with Mary and then found the disciples that evening. And he shared, he provided the purpose, he provided presence, and he provided an authority. How did he do that in those uh, verses that we just read? He provided purpose, and there's a few uh, purposes here, but he provided a purpose for the first reason is that he wanted to fulfill the word of what had taken place the times that the disciples did not understand what Jesus was saying when he was going to die but he would rise again he wanted to provide the purpose for them to understand not only hearing that the his body was no longer in the tomb but it was so important for Jesus to be in the resurrected form in their midst so therefore they can believe so the purpose is there not only a purpose for, uh, for the disciples, 
I mean, for Jesus, but the purpose for the disciples, because when Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And then he talked about he provided presence. Not only was he there in the, in the resurrected form, but he also breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. He wanted to make sure that the disciples had a piece of what he had. All of it, not just a piece, all of it. And that was the gift of the Holy Spirit in their midst. So he provided presence and also he provided the authority. I just mentioned the same way that Jesus said, uh, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. It is not for us to do it in our own accord, but in the power and the name of Jesus. Why do I say power? Because another scripture reference in the book of Acts, chapter 1, the Bible says that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, that we shall be witnesses and share the news of Jesus throughout the whole world. Why? Because in the midst of all that, when the disciples were in that room, the Bible was saying that they were closed. They were locked behind doors because they were fearful of the Jewish leaders. But Jesus provided that presence and that uh, purpose and that authority to be able to say, peace be with you. You may be going through things in your life right now that is uncertain, that you may be fearful. But when Jesus shows up in the midst of what the uncertainty in your life, that he can say, peace be with you, how how will you receive it? There's been times in my life that I have feared for something because I don't know what next step to do. But in the midst of not knowing, in the midst of fear, I just have this peace within me to continue to go forward. And it's not peace on my own, but the peace that I look toward God to be able to say, God, I don't know if I'm taking the right step. But if it's possible, God, show me a sign. Do something. Because I am fearful, but in the midst of all that, if there is peace within me more times than anything, I will take that step in faith. Because it's not, it's not about me. It's about doing the will of God, and even if it's not easy. And sometimes doing the will of God is not easy, ladies and gentlemen, because we want to do our own things at times. But that's okay. It's, it's probably just only me that does that. So there's, uh, there's purpose. There's presence. And there's authority. In the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and what? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then that same authority is given to disciples and he gives to all of us today on verse 20 of that Matthew 28. He says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Isn't that awesome? To know that we're not alone. Jesus said that he will not leave you orphaned, that there's going to be a promise, there's going to be a counselor, there's going to be a Holy Spirit that's going to be with us. We have the privilege of knowing the story of the witness because of the scriptures, but they didn't know what was happening. So Jesus came in and provided the presence of the Holy Spirit as he breathed on them and says, receive it. But our challenge sometimes in our lives is that are we open to receive? 
or there are people who intentionally say, I don't want it. Because they know that God can lead them to places that they have never thought they'd be at before. But only through the presence of God. Let's continue on with verse 24. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told them, we have seen the Lord. Didn't that sound similar to what Mary had mentioned? Mary went and told them, I have seen the Lord. Now the disciples are telling Thomas, who was not there that evening, but eight days later, they're saying, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nails in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. Let me, let me say something there here is that Thomas had his doubts and we have ours. You see, Thomas was not there in the midst of when Jesus showed up the first time and his disciples, where the disciples were locked in. And sometimes Thomas gets a bad rap because he's known as Doubting Thomas, right? But keep in mind here for a moment is that even, you have to keep in, keep in mind that even though he was saying that until he places his finger on those wounds and places his hands on his side, he won't believe, even though he wasn't in that room, he was probably out there trying to find answers. So therefore, it's not more about the doubting, but had the courage to be out there on his own trying to find answers to his specific questions. What happened to Jesus? Why is the body no longer there in the tomb? I mean, he was not there, but here he finds himself. And he is saying this. So he had his doubts, and we have ours. But the doubts can uh, have a level of seriousness or not so serious. You know, when people say, oh, I doubt that. There's a level of doubt that you don't know if it's a serious one or, or, or not so serious. You know, when you say, well, I doubt that I'll ever get promoted. I doubt that I'll, I'll, I'll ever get married. I doubt that, you know, and some who are married are saying, good for you. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I doubt this or I doubt that. There are doubts in life. I mean, this past week, I mean, as we were preparing for the auction I was told that uh, they were able to provide me with a T-shirt. And I said, oh, great. And so when I came in, Ms. Jen, he said, here, Pastor Ricky. And I said, oh, I doubt that I'll fit in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely larger than that. It may be just me, but there's been time in my life that... Uh, I have find myself struggling to fit in the size jeans that don't, no longer fits me. <laughs> so I see the jean, and I say, I, I, you're going to fit, right? <laughs> so I grab him, and I start snug. <laughs> Just 
then by the time I get it up there, I'm going to put on the button, and there's still a gap. <laughs> and I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> so what do I do? I lay down in bed. So that's not doubt, that's denial, okay? <laughs> Why? Because even though I was successful in getting that button taken care of, as soon as I stand up, I no longer walk the same. <laughs> but like I said, I may be the only one that's done that, so it's all right. But all joking aside, we do have doubts, ladies and gentlemen. We do have doubts. Let's continue on. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. At this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, and suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Let me pause before I continue because uh, Jesus said, peace be with you. But I usually like to say that Jesus, in the triumphant entry, he came in riding on a donkey, right? And I usually tell the people that he then appeared with an elephant. What? There was an elephant in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Because when Thomas said, I don't believe it, only until I put my hand there, until I put my, my finger there, or I put my hand there. So all of a sudden, can you picture this? Have you ever been through this, that you're talking about somebody, or whether it's good or bad, and all of a sudden they're in their presence, and you say, he's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> can you just picture that with Thomas? He's there with the disciples, and Jesus shows up now? After he has said what he said. But you're waiting for Jesus to come and just bash him and chastise him for his unbelief. But here's Jesus' response when he said, peace be with you. He said to Thomas, put your finger here. And look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Therefore, Thomas exclaimed, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. So Thomas received the, question, the, the uh, answers to his questions. But Jesus, it's so important for us to understand that Jesus did not come down on him. But he provided love for him to continue to believe. Because Jesus knows that he needed Thomas and all the other disciples to go out. The same way that the Father has sent me, he's sending them. And that authority. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. So we, ladies and gentlemen, are blessed by believing without seeing. We don't have the privilege of being in that same room with Thomas. We don't have the privilege to be in that same room with the other disciples to be able to see Jesus in resurrected form. But Jesus is saying to Thomas, 
And it is written on Scripture that blessed are those who believe without seeing me. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that includes you and that includes me. But how can we believe, ladies and gentlemen? Well, we have the Scriptures that we believe that is based on the witness and testimony of those who saw Jesus in resurrected form. I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 to 9. The Bible says, I pass on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. So again, it's important to share the story of Jesus, of how he has impacted your life that other people can see and hear. The Bible says Christ died for our sin, just as what? Scriptures said. He was buried and was raised from the dead on the third day, just as what? The Amen. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. And last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him, for I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. So having faith, it takes work. It is difficult at times, but we can see it by the example of Thomas when he, quote-unquote, doubted. He wanted to find questions, uh, had questions of his own, and he wanted to find those answers. He found them. You may be here having doubts, but just know that the same way that Jesus responded to Thomas is the same way that Jesus will, will respond to you in a loving way. At least be true and honest with yourself with the doubts that you have, but not only just leave the doubts there, be like Thomas, have courage to be out there looking for answers. And pray, God, give me the answers that I'm looking for. But in the meantime, because I have prayers that have not been answered yet for years, but I still trust in the one. And I encourage you to do the same. Faith is so difficult at times. And when people say, well, how do you know that Jesus resurrected? Again, by the witness and because of scriptures, believing that scripture said. Verse 30, I'm going to end with this. Verse 30 and 31, the Bible says this of, of the book of John. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to what? Believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. The power of his name. What unites us is the precious Holy Spirit. When the Bible says in Acts 1, uh, uh, Acts chapter 1, that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in order to become his witness and share the gospel of good news of Jesus Christ with those around us. It is so important that we're not doing it on our own accord, but giving honor and glory to the Almighty One, the resurrected King, the author of life, our Lord and our Savior. You may have your doubts. 
a trust in God in the midst of the uncertainties. And I pray that he will show you the way. Let us pray.